Dogland and run with the power pumps. Got to, got to love their style. And how they never, ever, ever give up. Who loves dogs? Who loves dogs? We rise to any challenge. And no one here is average. We are the power pumps. You know we'll ever, ever, ever give up. Season 2 of the Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland. Take it away, Mom! (laughs) Thank you, Hank. Hello, listeners. Now, I don't want to give up any total spoilers about what is yet to come, but if you haven't listened to our side quest bonus episodes from the Fetcher Files called The Dog Who Rode Into the Sunset, Parts 1 and 2, then you should probably go back and check those out. This is also a good idea if it's been a while since you last gave a listen to them and need a refresh for your memory. However, I know that most of our listeners are like Hank and have crackerjack memories. So having said all of that, let's dive back into the story. Do you remember when our story left off? The gang had found a mysterious message attached to a small golden cat statue. They still had no answers when it came to the missing, presumably dog-napped President Sandals and the extremely strange phenomenon of a giant bubble dome filled with a rainbow cloud so thick that they could see nothing else inside of it surrounding Miaui. They hoped that their parents, all of the residents of Miaui, and anyone else stuck inside were okay, but they had no way of knowing, well, anything. All they had to go on was a writing on the small golden ribbon attached to that mysterious golden cat statue. Power Dog was so surprised that he could read the tiny writing on the ribbon that he had to look at it quite a few times. But every time he did, it said, go to Cody. And as it was all they had to go on, despite the apparent messenger being a foreboding tiny golden cat statue, they decided they did, indeed, need to go to Cody. Celie agreed to stay behind and monitor the situation at sea, and Taffy agreed to go visit the Abbas and see if they might be able to help the dogs figure out what was going on. Especially given that they seemed to travel by rainbow funnel clouds that bore a striking resemblance to the ones swirling around inside the giant bubble dome. They were all pleasantly surprised to hear that Condro and Cody, who were friends, had also worked together to upgrade Condro's golden craft with some of Cody's technology, and it could take them by land almost as fast as it had zoomed them down to the islands by sea. As they were all gearing up to depart, Taffy gave Tuffy a tight hug and whispered softly into his floppy ear, Keep an eye on Lupo. I do not trust them. Taffy tapped his nose and nodded in agreement, a bit of sign language that was special to their own private twin language. And since Power Dog had grown up with them, 
He knew they had just had a meeting of the minds. Taffy donned her strap-on fins and hopped back into the sea next to Seely, and they both waved goodbye as the golden boat headed back toward the coast of the mainland. Lupo sat in the back of the boat again and refused to make eye contact with anyone. Tuffy, annoyed, wished that Lupo could stay behind too. Power Dog might have been annoyed too, but really, he was just too excited about getting out to the dens of the Dogland Desert Coyotes. Not only might Cody have some answers, but his brother Fetcher would be there, as he was Cody's top apprentice and teaching assistant, aside from Tuffy. There was no one Power Dog would rather be with when they had problems to solve. He wasn't sure if Fetcher and Cody already knew anything of the recent events, or if they knew information that could help. But he was so eager to arrive that he stood up against the side of the craft on his hind legs, mouth open and tongue hanging out for almost the entire ride. Power Dog closed his mouth when he felt a few grains of sand fly at him, and he knew they had reached the edge of the great golden desert of Dogland. He could see the curved roofs of the Dogland Desert Coyote dens, and then he also saw a shimmering light, something flickering in the distance, but it seemed to be moving, and it seemed to be coming toward them quickly. Look, there, he hollered, and pointed his nose and a paw towards it. As they drew nearer, Tuffy and Power Dog recognized Cody's Dogmo Speeder, and as exciting as it was to see the coolest vehicle in all of Dogland gliding gently but swiftly across the golden desert sand, it was even more exciting to get close enough to see that it was Fetcher, wearing a sand suit and goggles, driving it. They all waved to each other as they drew nearer still, and Fetcher beckoned and hollered loudly, "'Follow me!' as he spun around and took off in the opposite direction. Condro said rather loudly, Sit down and hang on, pups. And the golden fennec vehicle picked up speed and followed Fetcher and the Dogmo Speeder across the desert, around some of the dens, through a rocky canyon, over a dry riverbed, and around the corner of a large diamond-shaped stony peak until they reached the largest den they had seen. Fetcher brought the Dogmo Speeder to a halt quickly and Condro circled the peak in extra time to slow down before parking next to the Dogmo Speeder. Fetcher was already standing at the closed entrance to the den, waiting eagerly for them to join him. Cody is waiting for you, and already knows what we need to do next, he announced as Power Dog, Tuffy, Condro, and the still sullen Lupo approached. Power Dog and Tuffy quite visibly perked up with their tails pointing straight up as a wave of joy and relief washed over them. It was the good news they needed. After some great big hugs and attempts to explain what had happened so far, Condro interrupted. Is Cody waiting for us now? Fetcher had been trying to make sense of everything Power Dog and Tuffy had said, and he was worried about his parents. But he focused and said, yes, come inside. I will take you to Cody now. And inside the great den they went. As they entered, Fetcher greeted a pair of winged dogs hanging upside down with a quiet nod of his head. Sky puppies, whispered Tuffy. There are several small communities of bats living all throughout Dogland, in the desert with Cody and among the other coyotes, up north in Doglaska, and in the caves of the backside of Question Mark Mountain, facing the blue starlit forest. They aren't fans of crowds or sunshine or really any light other than the light of stars and moonbeams. 
but they are the fearless flyers of Dogland. Tiny and mighty, they can fly through the air at whip-fast speeds and with great precision. The two that Fetcher nodded to and greeted silently nodded back to the entire group as they passed by. Fetcher spoke softly to Tuffy and said, Not just sky puppies. These are sentinels from the obliterati. Tuffy's eyes widened and Fetcher nodded and said, Yeah. Following Fetcher's lead, the group hurried down a long, long passage lined with torches until they came to a great open hall shaped much like the caverns at Dogger Falls. Some people here on Earth call these caverns cathedral style because they look like a massive half-domed great hall. Power Dog briefly imagined they'd find Cody on a throne in the very center of the great hall because of the sheer majesty of the place. It reminded him of old books and stories, from when there were doggy kings and queens and great dragons and other royalty. It certainly felt like an ancient and special place. Welcome, said a strong, soft voice. They all turned to see Cody sitting at a long, low table with large square cushions all around it. Fetcher approached and sat on a cushion next to Cody, so the rest of them did the same, each coming to rest on a cushion along the nearest side of the table. Cody nodded his golden head each time one of them sat, and he smiled graciously at his friend Condro, who was the last to be seated. It is good to see you, my friend. Condro nodded in turn, did the small bow of Fennec greeting, and said, You as well, my friend. I only wish it was under less urgent circumstances. Cody nodded and replied, Ah, yes. I am glad you came here to us. I am of use to you for my knowledge, but I am not the only one here that you need help from. He smiled as all of them looked at him in anticipation. He clapped his paws and said, First, let us now eat a hearty meal and gather strength for what is ahead. Then more of Cody's apprentices wheeled out a marvelous spread. There were mashed yams, dogland bananas, and fried dogland desert cacti among the many dishes. And Power Dog's eyes widened with excitement as he felt his tummy rumble. What a treat to get the delicacies of the Dogland Desert. Power Dog gathered his courage to share his curiosity and turning to Cody asked, Sir, could these circumstances, the new strange bubble around Miawi and the way President Sandals has gone missing, be related to why you visited TikTok Bunny? Cody raised his eyebrows and smiled as Tuffy nodded to echo agreement with this question. Lupo was staring at Cody as if they could see right through the great golden coyote. Cody smiled at Lupo, and Lupo quickly looked straight down at the cushion underneath them. No, youngling, this is not why I visited my friend, TikTok Bunny. The reason for that visit does not need to be shared at this time. I have other information for you. Do you remember what I foretold at the last great howl of harmony? Do you remember what I said? Fetcher opened his mouth to answer, but Cody smiled and nodded at him, and Fetcher closed his mouth and looked at Power Dog. All eyes were on Power Dog as he answered, You said the dragons were real and that they would come back. Is that what you mean? Power Dog began to think more about this and then quite excitedly said, Wait, are the Abba's dragons? Tuffy gasped. <gasps> One of Cody's eyebrows went up at this, and he nodded and said, Oh, Interesting question, young one. 
I myself had not thought of that, but perhaps they are a kind of dragon. No, this is something that your own brother can assist with. In fact, he is likely the only dog on Dogland that can help. Fetcher began to squirm uncomfortably just a little, and Power Dog sensed his brother's discomfort. Fetcher? asked Power Dog as he looked at his brother. Cody's bright eyes were focused on Fetcher's face now. He nodded to Fetcher. When I, when I fell asleep on the bald hill and dreamt of dragons, it was, um, not a dream, Fetcher said. What, said Power Dog, his crackerjack memory helped him recall the evening when he had to wake his napping brother on the bald hill. He remembered how odd it was that Fetcher had very nearly missed dinner, so out of character for him. Indeed, that was no dream your brother had, said Cody. In fact, that experience is why your brother is exactly the pup, to lead the way, to find the dragons and get answers. Our dragons, they see all, and they will have answers. All of Cody's guests were surprised and confused. Real dragons? Answers? asked Power Dog. But, but how could I really find them again? Fetcher asked Cody. Cody smiled. Do you not still have the talisman? Power Dog immediately thought of the strange blue flower that Fetcher had brought home and insisted was a genuine piece of the sky, gifted him from strange creatures he claimed were sky dragons. Their entire family had agreed the flower was amazing, but no one had wanted to say whether he must have been dreaming or not. The lovely flower had rested in a vase on the mantle, and it had never faded, which they all admitted was indeed strange and possibly magical, but it still did not ever fully convince them, even Fetcher at times, that his adventure hadn't been a dream. Dogs, your mission will be to fly back into the sunset or sunrise and find the dragons. They are the only ones that can help with this mystery. They are the only ones who truly see all. Whoa, said Power Dog. Lupo and Condro looked very unsettled and confused. First, we eat, and Fetcher will tell us the entire story of what happened when he flew into the sunset. Every detail, said Cody. Hard pass. Lupo stood up and acting very annoyed, added, How can any of you eat at a time like this? We don't have time for any of this. My parents and entire society are trapped in a rainbow bubble dome. We need immediate action. Cody bristled and stared at Lupo icily until Lupo froze, looking as close to frightened as anyone had seen them yet. You think your enchanted secrets will help you here? will help you go it alone. You are wrong, young Fennec. You are very wrong. Lupo's eyes darted back and forth, and then they sat back down, visibly fuming with anger. Condro looked at them with concern and compassion, resting a small paw on their nibbling shoulder. Enchanted secrets, puzzled Power Dog to himself. Just then, Cody did something so shocking that the dogs would be talking about it for years to come. He said, change of plans. Then he picked up a spoon, loaded a pile of mashed yams onto it, and flung it right at Lupo. <gasps> Everyone gasped. Lupo, completely shocked and very, very angry, leapt straight up into the air and onto the middle of the table, crouching and staring Cody down. 
Condro jumped up and reached for Lupo, maybe and most likely to hold them back. And Fetcher smiled broadly as Cody picked up two small cream of mushroom pies, cracked a small, sly coyote grin, and yelled in a booming voice, Food fight! What happened next was sheer delightful chaos as all of the dogs began to lob food at each other, taking microsecond breaks to lick whatever hit their faces, laugh, and keep going. Tuffy ducked to miss a barrage of flying cactus fritters, and one landed squarely in between Condro's long ears. Condro shook it off, caught it in their paws, and kicked it like a soccer ball right at Cody, who leaped up for it, caught it in his mouth laughing, and gulped it down. At one point, Power Dog was basically booped right on the tip of his snout by a perfect dogland banana, which opened upon impact, and then he whipped his face around and caught it in his mouth perfectly. It delighted him no end, and then he noticed that it was actually Lupo who tossed it, and even more surprisingly, Lupo was grinning and seemed to be having actual, unbridled fun. Power Dog looked around and saw that everybody in the room was having an absolute blast and his heart felt warm. He crawled under the table to finish off the banana in peace and found Fetcher hiding under it with a whipped cream and dirt pie. I can't believe Cody is this fun and during an emergency too, he confided in Fetcher. Fetcher smiled thoughtfully as he gulped down a tasty earthy bite and said, everything Cody does has purpose, everything. Now, I'm joined by my co-author and the seven-year-old with deep dogland knowledge, my son Hank. Hi, Hank. Hello. Hank, did you like the part in that episode where we talked about the obliterati? I'm really excited to be introducing some new dogs and characters this season. Yeah. Yeah. What do you love about the obliterati? <gasps> Wah boom! <laughs> Wah boom! They're cannons. Yeah, they're avalanche cannons. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Okay, Hank, are you ready for a joke? Where? <laughs> That's yes. yes in French. Okay, in honor of the similarities between the words dessert and desert, what is a dog's favorite dessert? Totally. Pupcakes. Or what about pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie. (laughs) Popsicles. Popsicles. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There, you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, 
the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland.
got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. So come with me to Dogland, we've got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well.